Hey, welcome to Off the Cup ABQ. Thanks for riding with me. I'm Dinah Vargas. I'm your host, and you're listening to the hottest, newest local talk radio for New Mexico. Off the Cup ABQ is the next level of talk radio, and it's not for the easily offended. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for riding with me. Let's take it off the cup. You're listening to Conservative Talk Albuquerque, KDAZ 96.9 FM, 700 AM. Everybody, welcome to Off the Cuff ABQ. Today is Wednesday. I'm Dinah Vargas, your host. And I'm Tony D. We got a good show today. We got a couple of guests in the studio, which we're going to get to them. Next segment, Leanna Derrick and Marcy May. They were both in Roosevelt County regarding the Floyd School Board. We also have Leon Nall from the school board, the one that was suspended by the New Mexico PED. It's going to be an interesting show. There's a ton of things going on, in particular with the school board. It's Wednesday. It's 33 county check-in, and what does that mean? That means that we have Miss Kimberly online. Positive change, Operation Freedom. Are you there, Executive Director? I am. Good morning, everybody. Glad to be on the show. Thank you for be- for coming on with us, and thanks for checking in every Wednesday for the 33 county check-ins. It's 33 counties in New Mexico, and we're united. 33 county strong when you think of your own county think of all counties because often we don't do that and we start traveling to these counties and they're so different they're like a whole other kind of world essentially even from one county to the next as in Bernalillo County and Valencia County or Sandoval County Torrance County what's happening Kimberly I'll tell you what so I'm super excited that we're talking about school boards today because we had a forum down in uh, Otero County speaking of one of our 33 we had a forum down in Otero County, several of the other counties traveled traveled to participate in that forum regarding local control for school boards. So RPNM has been contacting every single school board in the state and the question we have for those school boards is, do you believe in local control for school boards? If so, are you willing to fight for it? Because RPNM, we are putting all of our resources behind the fight for the Floyd School Board, as, long, as well as other school boards across the state. So this is the perfect day to let everybody know about that. Senator Gallegos uh, was quoted as saying, if we don't do what we need to do right now, as in right now, we will never recover this state. Regarding the New Mexico Public Education Department stripping away the power from the Floyd School Board, this is what Senator Gallego said, Republican. They are looking at power. Every time they take power away, they take it away from you. And this is, it's kind of true, the whole board gets suspended. Well, the frightening thing, Dinah, is that a an appointed individual at the state level has ordered elected officials at the local level, apply or lose, quote, lose their seats, and you'll, you'll have to lose your seat. We will pull your school board seats from you. So what that comes down to is, is an appointed person is trying to take the rightful power away from elected individuals. Who were voted and, in by their own constituency in their own correct. district for their own school board in a county way over there where most people may, may or may not have even been. Correct. And statute allows for local control within the school board. Now, prior to Sunday's forum, 
I would not have been able to share that information. But Robert Aragon, our first vice chairman, broke it down to a group of about 300 people into layman's terms that we could all understand. And we, again, we have been calling every single school board and letting those school boards know that if they choose to fight, we have their back. We have their back. Yvette Harold, Representative U.S. Representative Yvette Harold said, this is way bigger than a mask mandate. It is about power. It is about control. It is taking your voice away and essentially your vote. Because if, if you voted these people in by majority, the school board, and somebody way up top called the boss, because everybody has a boss, you know this. If, mm-hmm. if the boss says, oh, well, you're not doing what we tell you to do. So here's what we're going to do. Suspend the whole board. Is this, is this the way business is done in New Mexico? Go ahead, Tony. I want to say who really rules these boards? Is it the people or is it the power? Seriously, Yvette Harold uh, finished up by saying this is about our individual liberties and our rights. Our entire democracy is under attack. This republic will not look the same if we don't stand up against this level of government and at every level. It's pretty powerful. The 300 people there is a big crowd. I saw the photo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But um, upcoming, we do have local candidate declaration day, August the 24th coming up. And what does that include? School board. So perfect day to visit about this today. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Very quickly, if you are a candidate, um, if you are declaring on the 24th, RPNM, I need you to shoot me an email, Kim at gopnm.org. Kim at gopnm.org. Shoot me an email so that I can get you set up with the tools you're going to need to be able to run your campaign. So if you, if I haven't visited with you yet, if you haven't received your credentials, please yell at me so I can help you. So that is Kim at gopnm.org. Is that correct? You betcha. Okay. So so we will repeat that throughout the show so that those getting involved <laughs> to run for school board, because some of these school boards are won by very little votes, like two or 300 votes. And often we don't even know that they're running these elections. So Kim right. at gopnm.org. A- any last words, executive director? None at all, except for everybody on the show today. Have a blessed day. And let's just all work together and get this all done. That's it. Thank you very much, Executive Director. We will check in next Wednesday for the 33-county check-in, Operation Freedom, Positive Change. Thank you, Kim. You're welcome. (laughs) Bye. Bye. So that was Executive Director Kimberly Skaggs on the line with us. Checks in every Wednesday. Wednesday is 33-county check-in. This is the day where we take you to another county. We get a check-in of what's happening. Operation Freedom, Positive Change. Kimberly always says the Republican Party is open. They're recruiting. It's not the party that you think uh, because the other party isn't what what you think it is anymore because, well, it's unrecognizable sometimes. So I say I'm not left because I'm right, but the left is always saying like this, my body, my choice, except the rules only apply when they want them to. So if you have a school board, literally a school board that is elected by the people, like some of these counties are very small. I believe Floyd School has less than 300 students. So it's a small, tight community. It's a small school district. So they vote these people in who are members of the community and they represent the voice of the people because they probably got an overwhelming uh, support for, hey, if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If you don't want to wear a mask, don't wear a mask. But here's, that's it at the end of the day. They they implemented this and then New Mexico PED which is an appointed board 
comes down very, very heavy handed. And so we got to take a quick break. But when we come back, we have Leanna Derek and Marcy May from calltoactionforkids.org. It is an organization based around civil liberties. They educate people on the rights, how to talk to your school board talking points. And we also have Leon Nall from the Floyd School Board from Roosevelt County. And that entire board, like I said, was suspended by an appointed board. Again, who rolls these school boards? Is it the people? Because according to this, apparently someone who's higher than them can just be like, you know what? I don't like what you guys decided. And can suspend the whole board? That's a little ridiculous. Right, but is PED actually higher than them or because they're appointed and this Floyd School Board is elected. It's just wild. So we're going to dive into all of that when we come back. I also got a shout out. I uh, met an interesting individual at the convenience store this morning. He had his three sons with them and we are going to uh, give him a shout out. So we'll be right back. You're listening to Off the Cuff, ABQ. Stay there. Don't go anywhere. Golden Equipment Company, finding innovative solutions. We are a full-service heavy equipment Volvo dealer offering sales, parts, service, and rental. Locally owned for over 35 years, we're proud to be a part of your community. Our dedicated and certified crew will help keep you productive and efficient. Come see us at any of our three locations, Albuquerque, Farmington, and Durango, Colorado. Check us out on social media or visit our website, goldenequipment.com. We look forward to helping you with your next project. New Mexico's violent crime rate is skyrocketing and the murder count in Albuquerque is at historical highs. Yet judges have released many of hardened criminals. Many are violent repeat offenders back onto our streets because of loopholes created by recent bail reform measures. If you want a safer New Mexico, go to the website mañanamejor.com. Get involved. Do it today. That's mañanamejor.com. Hey everybody, this is Cristina Estrada from the Estancia Valley, East Mountains. There's a new show called Off the Cuff. It's on Monday through Friday at 3 to 4. And I ride the airways with Dino Vargas every Monday. So tune in, 3 to 4. Tell your friends. Hey everybody, welcome back to Off the Cuff ABQ. Today is Wednesday. I'm Dino Vargas. And I'm Tony D. And in studio with us, we have Leanna, Derek, and Marcy May from Call to Action New Mexico. Call to Action for Kids.org. Right. How you guys doing? Doing great. Thanks Go- for having us. Yes, absolutely. Hey, ha- Diana. Good to see you guys again. You Happy too. Happy to be here. You too, Leanna. And so on the phone with us, this is kind of cool. This just took place like less than 20 minutes ago. We have Leon Nall from the Floyd School Board. The entire board was suspended, if you remember, by the New Mexico PED, who is an appointed board. It's also con- confusing. It's coming out of Roosevelt County. Leon, are you on the other line? Hello? Yes, ma'am, I am. Thanks for joining us. So what? So what's going on? Well, I guess the Floyd School Board in July uh, was communicating back and forth with the Secretary of Education, Department of Education. And uh, we proposed that we would return to school with an optional mask mandate. Uh, We made some decisions that was aligned with what the parents were requesting of us and aligned with what we saw was best for the education of our school districts and also would enable the teachers and administrators to go forward teaching school the best they could without the 
without the distraction of the masks that we felt were ineffective. And so does the New Mexico PED have the right to suspend an entire school board? I mean, was there a process that took place, voted on it, or is it just something that came down the pipeline and they said, hey, you guys no longer exist? How does that work? We received an email. Each one of us received an email uh, Wednesday afternoon that we were no longer on the board, that we had been suspended. That's the, that was how it took place. Unbelievable. And so what is the temperature with the school board? How, how are they feeling? Are there any efforts to fight against this and reverse the decision or make PED accountable to its elected boards? We have seeked uh, legal counsel on this and uh, with, with some help from the Republican caucus to help us to fund this. But we are, we are receiving, we are working to get this decision turned around legally. Well, good. We, we definitely commend that because often, you know, when we elect people, we expect them to represent our sentiment, like the public sentiment, your community sentiment, your district, your school board, whatever it is. And it would appear that, that you all did that there at the, at the Floyd School Board. You took into consideration the students, the education, the parents, the response from the community and exactly what a representative is supposed to do. It, it, it's not, or in New Mexico, I guess you could say, what we see often are politicians who want to do things their way, their view, because they have this bright idea. But really, it's, it has to come from the root, from the constituency. And that's exactly what you guys did. And it's not unique to Floyd. This is taking place in several other counties, including Bernalillo. I mean, from critical race theory to, to mask mandates to, to forced vac vaccinations. How do you feel about that? And what's the sentiment coming from the root, the constitu your constituency in Floyd School District? The, the Floyd School Board is standing strong, or I should say the former, previous Floyd School Board, is standing strong with our decision. We do believe that local control is necessary for all school districts in the state. This isn't a mask issue. This is the availability and the opportunity for the school boards to have control of the things that are happening in our school district because we talk to the parents daily. We talk to the teachers. We know those who are employed in the school district. We can work through issues and, pro and provide positive outcomes to work with. We feel that the control of the schools should be a local decision because it's our communities that we represent. Do you have any recommendations for any other school board or parents or teachers who are concerned about the local control being taken away by the New Mexico PED or the powers that be in Santa Fe? Well, I can't say that our way was the best way. This has been very difficult. Uh, I, I appreciate the support of everyone across the state that has voiced their backing of us and are supporting our effort. I believe the best thing that the school districts can do is there's many school districts are writing resolutions at this time to send to the representatives, to send to the Secretary of Education, and also the governor. I believe they should voice what they stand for, voice their concerns, and most of all, consider who you have as elected officers, your senators, your representatives, and your school board. Consider what they're doing. Are they 
supporting your local community, your local voice, or are they supporting something else? If anyone is supporting something outside of your local community, from your senator to your school board, remove them. They're, the reason they serve is to be our voice. The reason I serve on the Floyd School Board is to be the voice of the community that elected me. If I choose to be the voice of somewhere outside of my community, I should be removed from my office. Absolutely. Uh, we, I think we would have to agree here. Do I you have agree. any questions? Uh, no, I just want to say thank you, Leon, and thank you to the school board and Floyd for standing strong. As a parent of a young child who's entering school, I definitely want to say thank you for standing strong in what all of us believe in. So from Bernalillo County to Roosevelt County, thank you very much. You are in our thoughts and our prayers. And if we could be of any assistance to you in disseminating communications via the airwaves on Off the Cuff ABQ, let us know because we believe in local control. May I uh, add one more statement that I feel that is necessary that I make? Absolutely, sir. Please, you parents that have students in these public schools, please don't attack the teachers. Please don't attack the administrators. They are doing what they have been ordered by the Department of Education. They are protecting their jobs and doing their best to keep their schools open so that they can educate your children. So please don't take, out, take it out on them. Contact the state level. Don't, do not attack the local level. They're just put in a bad position. That's good advice. Sound reminder because often uh, maybe some people aren't always involved and this may be one of those issues that people are getting involved for the first time and it's it's sometimes easy point fingers at, at a bunch of people but we should take it to the top. We should start at the New Mexico PED which is a public education department and it's an appointed board by the governor. Whichever governor it happens to be, in this case, it's Michelle Grisham Lujan. Thank you, Leon Nall. We appreciate you and your voice and your service to New Mexico. You serve Roosevelt County well. Thank you. Thank you, and I appreciate what y'all are doing. Yes, sir. God bless you. Okay, so that was Leon. So what do you, I mean, you guys drove up there and spoke with him. You, yes, you had did. boots on the ground. I you, did. I mean, you took a trip. Yes. You wanted to know firsthand what was happening. I did. I did. What did it look like out there? What, what's going on? Well, Call to Action uh, New Mexico is the parent group of calltoactionforkids.org. And our website, I'm working on it right now to upload the video footage that I have of the interview with Leon and also pictures of what the district looked like. And really, you know, it's a ranch community. Uh, they're dairy farmers, and they, they're uh, lots of cows, and it's, there are no buildings beyond a, a post office, a senior citizen center and the school and a church that's that's really the community so people are bust the children are bust in right and for miles is, right for miles and because it's the covers the full district and uh, it is a one building one <laughs> multiple buildings all grouped together which is the elementary uh, a section for middle school and then a section for high school but they're all located in the same property right because it's and it's, it serves about 200 kids it's rural new mexico yeah it's rural new mexico you know <laughs> That's there what are it looks no like. metropolitan grocery stores. I mean, the closest town really is Portales. Wow. And, and that really is a, a, a proper city, city Portales, and then uh, north of there is Clovis. Mm -hmm. And so these folks are just trying to go about their business and get their children educated. So, you know, uh, Texas borders, maybe 20, I want to guess this, about 25, 30 minutes and miles 
from Texas. So right. for the virus to come to this one community selectively when it's just surrounded by pastures and fields, this doesn't make sense because as soon as anyone leaves that building, they go back to resuming their life and, and people aren't masking. Right. So there's always two sides to the mask or vax or left or right or whatever. So are masks effective or not? Well, if you went to the board meeting last week, they had someone talking about how effective they were. Which board meeting? Uh, this is the Albuquerque Public Schools board meeting. And they were saying they're effective. They keep the virus from spreading. But if you take a look at the box of masks, C95 masks, they said they do not protect against the coronavirus. So by disclaimer. By a disclaimer, because some, and all you got to think is somebody's lying. So one important part about this, Dinah, is that it's really not about the masks. What this is really about is the reentry plans for the school. And the reentry plans uh, actually are covering four different areas, which are masks, surveillance testing, uh, shot clinics on site, and then, excuse me, enforcement. So what I just want to give the listeners just a real quick background is what the... Say those four things again. I'm sorry, Deanna. <laughs> Masking, surveillance testing, uh, shot clinics on site at the schools, and then enforcement of policies. And I want to give this background quickly about uh, how, what, what we're basing this on. Uh, the COVID-19 response toolkit is the publication of 28-page document listed on the New Mexico PED website. And that was developed late, very late, about two weeks. It was released prior to the start of most of the schools beginning. And its release date is actually July 26th. That's very late to introduce this plan for this for the independent schools to respond to. This is a publication that's produced by the PED in conjunction with the New Mexico Department of Health. So it's two entities, two government arms that are, are structuring this. And interestingly, this does not, uh, it does not affect the Bureau of Indian Education uh, schools. So that's important. What is being held in check is really those that are not on reservation. So this document is really about how to handle safe practices in response to the former shutdown that we've had. So when they created this document, uh, it was the overreach of, of I want to say an umbrella of how the schools are to handle uh, protocols, safety protocols in the schools. Then each individual district has a superintendent, and each of those superintendents was to design their own re-entry plan. So now the language is switching from a COVID response toolkit now to a re-entry plan. Uh, we live in Albuquerque, so there is an Albuquerque re-entry plan. And it is that plan that uh, Liam was refer referring to. His group got together on their own and created their own re-entry plan prior to the New Mexico PED. So what they decided was best for their community as elected officials. Now, in steps the NMPED with their list of rules and said, no, we want you to follow our way. So that was, I believe, the crux of the problem. So, so ju just a quick question. Are, are school boards required, obligated in any sort of legislative or constitutional way to adhere to what the New Mexico PED sets forward? I believe that is actually the question that Leon's uh, and is the asking. school board is, is facing is that how much reach does NMPED have as a government authority into their 
elected positions and, and mandate of districts? That is the question I believe they're trying to answer right now. That's a dramatic question. And one of the points that Leon brings out is 20 to 30 miles away across the Texas border, no children are being required to mask. So you asked, are masks effective? Well, obviously, according to NMPED, masks are effective in New Mexico, but you hop across the border and they are not effective. So do you see where the disconnect is? It's, this is a control thing, and this is what Leon is trying to point out, is that New Mexico Public Education Department is trying to put their clamps onto our children to basically groom them to think that this is a normal way of living. It is not normal. I talk a lot about the psychological effects of young children, especially not, having, not being able to see and recognize facial recognition. That is a huge part of their psychological development. When they don't get that, they lose a lot of interaction of human understanding and what people are thinking because that's, that's so important. This is, it's, it's not about safety. This is about control. If it was safety, all states would be doing it, but they're not. Leanna? Yeah, so one thing I want to point out, thank you, Marcy, for that, is that um, one of the things we would make a suggestion for all parents and care providers do for, pe for their children who are in a public school is take a look at the reentry plan. That is how you understand of how they are going to be running the schools. Now, it's been a long time since all of us were in actual school buildings as students, and we tend to hold on to our memories of what it was like for us, but we got to remember, we got to fast forward. It is not anything what we remember it being. It is a completely different face of education because of these, these uh, what they call COVID safe practices. And so this document, uh, really, if you read it, is really quite shocking in its entirety. And it's so shocking to the point that it's very difficult to read. It doesn't make sense because you have to understand what they're even talking about. They're using a whole uh, plethora of words that we're not used to using. Examples? Words would be uh, uh, surveillance, <laughs> surveillance, surveillance testing, testing. and uh, shot clinics and uh, masking up and standing in lines and having personnel enforce this. And remaining, and children, uh, you know, children with chronic symptoms. How many kids have allergies here? So I want to just point out that this language takes, it, it's a whole new world. We talked about different worlds. It's a whole new world when you go ahead and read this document. I want to give an example. We sat down with our social group that meets on Mondays called Action New Mexico, and we gave everyone a page and said, just go ahead and highlight and take a look at what you think is unconstitutional language that is not about freedom. You tell us what you think, and there was absolute outrage. And we did that to make a point, was that this document is what's controlling our school's education. And that's the part we want to make sure the parents are, are taking a look at. Don't just send your child to school and assume that they're under care of the administrative and the teachers are doing a great job. It's a very different world. And that's the part we want to bring awareness to is this document and how schools are going to look from this point forward in the coming school year. And that's the point we're here to talk about is that what are some of these words? What do you need to look for? Have you signed away your right to uh, privacy? Have you, are your children going to be under surveillance testing without your knowledge? 
what is going to happen to some of the children concerning those who remain unvaccinated. There really is a very clear plan that what is happening to the unvaccinated teachers and students is separation, which is segregation, and then discrimination for their choices for medical autonomy, their choice to choose what is best for them. And it goes back to what I was saying. They're using our education against us. You said they're using a lot of terminology in that document that a lot of people aren't going to understand. They're just going to totally bypass and not really try to look into it. And it goes back to what you were saying. They're trying to separate us. First, a long time ago, it was by color skin, and then it was by gender, and then now it's by... Vax or no vax. Yeah, vax or no vax. And you brought up a very good point because this, uh, the uh, color and race of skin was actual the philosophy and ideology between between CRT or more commonly known as critical race theory. That is what they were using to do a lot of control. However, that is now fast forwarded, and what we're doing and what it's moved into is segregation and discrimination against vaccinated persons and unvaccinated people. That is now where this is standing. So this is where we're at today. They're trying to divide us. Absolutely, and all forms of segregation are unconstitutional. And we learned that from Brown versus Board of Education. We gotta take a quick break, but before we do, just wanted to give a, a shout out to, again, all those who are fighting against this, these mandates mm -hmm. the the control the heavy hand if you will so don't go anywhere don't forget to visit us on our website at offthecuffabq.com past podcasts are on anchor just search off the cuff abq it's not for the easily offended stay there we'll be right back You are the experiment when you take the experimental COVID-19 vaccines. Did you know that according to the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System run by the government that over 900 women have documented miscarriages linked to their COVID-19 shot? COVID-19 vaccines have not been approved for pregnant women or children. Read our reports and hear the facts from a COVID-19 task force whistleblower at abortionfreenm.com. If you want to help us end abortion in New Mexico, visit abortionfreenm.com today. That's abortionfreenm.com. ABQ Guns is the only women veteran-owned firearm store and has the largest blue label store in New Mexico offering special pricing for first responders and military. ABQ Guns carry Sig Sauer, Glock, CZUSA, FNUSA, and Smith & Wesson with non-inflated pricing. Visit us at abqguns.com. ABQ Guns has the best customer service in New Mexico. Mention Off the Cuff and receive a 5% discount on all accessory items. Visit us at abqguns.com. Do you need hope, hope to live, hope to grow, and hope in God? Find these and more at Hope Ahead Classes, women helping women in a caring community. Class info at hopeahead.org. We give practical, simple help, tips, and tools. Find your hope this summer. Welcome back to Off the Cuff ABQ. I'm Diana Vargas. And I'm Tony D. Today we're talking about school boards, but I wanted to give a shout out. Uh, I was at a convenience store this morning at in the South Valley putting gas, and gas is all expensive. Jeez. Like 60 bucks just to fill the car. But I was also like on E. Mm -hmm. I'm almost out of gas. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I, I have my t-shirt on today. 
for my old campaign, so it says Vargas. <laughs> so there was a guy also putting gas, and he was like, is that your last name? That's my last name. So we started talking a little bit, and his name is Manuel, and he had his three sons with him, Manuel Jr. Prusito, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, and Christian Vargas. And he was going to encourage his parents to listen to this show today. So shout out to Catherine and Chucky. Uh, those are his parents' name, and also his auntie. So he had a bunch of shout outs today, and, and shout out to the OG veterans. I'm guessing uh, Thea was is a veteran. And so shout out to you. It was a pleasure meeting you. Uh, he had his three kids. He was talking about how, you know, he's very invested in his family. You know, he had some struggles like everybody else in their life, but he's getting it together. You know, it was just really positive to see men stepping up to the plate of 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 adhering to their duties and obligations as fathers. And so shout out to all the fathers, all the single fathers, because those people equally exist. So thank you from one Vargas to another. Shout out. Uh, don't forget to listen today on the show, Monday through Friday, Off the Cuff, ABQ. And as always, I'm your host, Dinah Vargas, and writing with me today, Tony D. Tony D. Twiddle D. So we're talking about PED. We still have Marcy May and Leanna Derrick. You know, I'm sitting here and I am just listening and it's appalling to me about all the things that you guys are informing us that they're trying to pass and you know I've even told my daughter you know it's really important that your children know your information and my daughter just went into first grade this morning and I told her I was like she knows my number she knows um, honestly I want to get her one of those watches because I told her I was like if anybody tries to talk to you about shots or tries to give you one, you need to call me. And it's really hard to tell my six-year-old daughter that, who doesn't really understand how to use a phone, and she has to go to someone else to ask to use the phone to call me, you know, and that's still upsetting to me because us as parents, we shouldn't have to fear this when they go to school. When they go to school, they're supposed to be taught fundamentals. They're supposed to be taught, you know, history and all these things. They're not supposed to be taught about COVID, and they're not supposed to be taught about this critical race theory that they're trying to bring upon them. And it's uh, it's really frightening as a parent, and it's, and it's hard for me because I, at this point, want to try to homeschool my child, but how do you do that in a home that has two working parents? It's going to have to really come to a sacrifice. Mm -hmm. it, it just is. I, I wish, you know, I wish I was wearing a tin hat and saying this stuff isn't happening, this is made up, but it is real. And the fact that you have to tell your six-year-old child if you, someone's talking to you about a, a shot in a place that's supposed to be the safe haven, that's a problem. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, we do need to talk to our elected officials, but I think we also need to talk to the school officials. Um, they have a choice. And they need to be communicating with the elected officials with us because we, we've talked to several teachers and they are very disturbed. Many of them are leaving. They're done because they are being forced to enforce an, uh, a method of child abuse that is not right. Yes, I just want to point out a couple of things that you're right. What you're talking about is fear. There should not be a, a culture of fear in our schools. And what, uh, you know, it, regarding enforcement, I just want to talk a little bit about that, is that they're going to treat this, the mask, as part of the dress code policy. 
So if you're not in it, you'll be, there'll be a consequence, and then it'll be progressive consequences. There are progressive consequences in this document for teachers who are not re wearing the mask, and for those who refuse to wear a mask, you're not allowed on campus. Some of these things are gonna be happening, like um, I'm gonna just mention a few, as the culture is changing. They are going to push virtual communication between parents and the teachers. There won't be the eyes that used to be in the school buildings like they used to. They're also instituting policies where third-party vendors and partnerships where they used to be the PTA or guest speakers, even food service uh, persons who, who want to help and volunteer are going to have to go through case-by-case -case basis to get approval if they can come on campus. So the, um, the, the culture has changed to a policing. They're going to put tape on the floor. There to keep kids in line or yeah, actual barriers. I children. already saw that at the school this morning yes. in the hallway. They had the yes. the spots for the children, and when we were dropping them off, because um, you know I was like, I don't have a mask. I don't have a mask. Sorry, I only had one because we had to meet the teacher yesterday. And when I was taking her to the back for everybody to get lined up, of course they, they're making sure everybody has their masks. That's one of the mm -hmm. things. Making sure everybody knows the distance to stand between each other. Mm -hmm. And then they take them in. And it, it, it's really frightening. And like I was saying earlier is I don't want that. Like you were saying, I don't want that fear of what are they going to teach my child when I'm not here? What are they going to teach her? And what is she going to come home telling me? Mm -hmm. well, and it's exactly. an indoctrination is what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. They're indoctrinating them to be a certain way. And then next year, it'll be a little more progressive and a little more solidified in her. The following year, a little more solidified until they begin to think of the group think and begin to think as they're told and taught to think. Because if you can't teach critical thinking to think for yourselves, you're taught to think as a good group member. And I told her, too, I was like, what do you think about these masks? And she has no problem. Like you were saying, it's it's instilled in them now that this is normal. And she's it's like, the way it is. yeah, where's my mask, mom? Oh, let's, like you said, it's going to be part of the dress code. She already thinks it's because she was in kindergarten last year when COVID hit and everything. And now it's normal to her to wear this mask. And like you said, the facial recognition, it's hard for younger kids, you know, because they're not getting that connection of smiling. They don't see our facial um, what do you call expressions? Mm -hmm. And that's hard on children. Right. We'll even take marketing and advertising like um, on cereal boxes. So it's purposely placed for somebody pushing the basket so that it's eye level and you see the big eyes and the expression and all of these things because a child's first form of communication is often nonverbal. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, one of the things is that they are trying to make it normalized. I mean, most of our most of our teens, they do not have the eye contact. That's very disturbing. Um, and you know, we have. There's only someone. There's only one person that can change this, and that's a person that you look at in the mirror. We need to have our parents to be able to join together and help support each other, maybe switch off. Go ahead. So a couple points about this document that I just want to bring to the public's attention is the fact <coughs> of the surveillance testing. What that's going to look like, and this is a very frightening topic because they are expecting, per the NMPED, to have 25% of the staff be uh, subjected to uh, required weekly surveillance testing. That's also for the children and particularly unvaccinated will be subject weekly 
to have these uh, uh, testing. I don't know actually the, the medical protocol, but that will be left up to the nurses, and that is part of the mandate that MPD is going to do to request that has our policies been followed through. They're going to request numbers. So, so mandatory testing, that would be for children under 12 and under, according to the CDC. Well, the, the way it for reads sure. in our document uh -huh. is that all, the word is all. 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 Okay, so when you get tested for COVID, it's in that moment that you're getting tested for COVID. So the very next moment after the testing, you could essentially mm -hmm. be infected. That's correct. And the other piece I want to point out is they use this phrase, a memory type of terminology, COVID-like symptoms. So whether you actually have it or not, if you exhibit uh, or appear to be sick or have sniffles or runny nose, chills, fever, then you will be treated as though you had it and you'll be put in isolation for up to 10 days from school. So my question to you, um, and I guess I should look more into this, is what do we do as parents? So what we're asking people is we have a lot of parents who are now raising their awareness and saying, gosh, I, I got to take action. And they believe that was orchestrated on purpose to present this document a week before school so parents did not have a time to react. They're, re they're reacting rather than responding. So our su my suggestion has been, please take a look at this document. Whether you understand it or not, uh, we want you to do what you can do. And we, with some of the things we outline is pray. You know, this is a godly program. Begin to pray. Can go you uh, tell us where to find the document one more sure. time? Sure. You can go to our website, uh, which is call the number two action, the number four kids.org, and you will find them all there. You don't have to go searching out. We've done that legwork for you. Um, but I just want to add that, you know, pray for the students, pray for the families, continue praying for the teachers and the administration, because that's, that's God is the only answer there, and we need his help and his protection and care. But this, that's where you'll find resources and a lot of forms for maybe li religious exemptions and opting out. And then we have also, um, we're asking folks to get with a group. If you're a teacher, organize with other teachers. If you're a nurses, organize with other nurses. If you're a parent, organize with other parents. You can come meet more people at one of our group meetings. We have a Thursday 6.30 Zoom meeting. You can uh, follow go on our go on our website and find out how to get involved. But you're gonna we need to group together and find support and resources because Marcy and I don't have all the answers, but we're relying upon parents like you, parents in different middle, elementary, high schools to give us eyes and ears and reports. Tell us what's going on because what's gonna happen is it's shifts. One school does not will not look like the next school. You, there is no true consistency throughout all of them because they have to do what's best for their school. So there's going to be a lot of questions. And uh, we're asking people to, to go to their, get involved with the school board. That is where, you know, they need to hear a parent's voice. If you don't like how your child is being treated and, and this, the culture that the school has turned into and you disagree with this police state activity, they need to know. And the only way they're going to know is if you show up at school board meetings or if you're not in any time your school or home school has gatherings, participate, get involved, start knowing. Because it's not your child's fight, it's the parent's fight. That child is under your care and it's not, they're not their job, they're just supposed to be kids. So it's the parent's job to get active, get educated, and find out what this is about. And um, I was just looking on the website now, and it says that they still have the virtual live meeting scheduled today at 3 p.m.
for APS, Bernalillo APS School Board meeting. Mm -hmm. Yes, there will not be a public forum participation, but that doesn't mean you can't hold a sign and communicate very clearly how you feel about these policies that they're using. Absolutely. Often people don't get involved because they don't feel like they're involved. Or heard. Or heard. So it's, why vote if my vote isn't going to count? Your vote absolutely counts at the lowest level. I don't know what it looks like for the presidential. I don't even want to get into that. <laughs> That's a whole other show. But get involved, and it's as simple as this. Log on to your school's website. There's a website. Log on to it. G be familiar. Get familiar with the website. Know who the superintendent is. Who, know who's in charge. Know who the board members are. Know who or what district you're in and who is representing you and how they are representing you. And to, if it's your first time, maybe it's your first meeting, because have you ever been to a meeting the, the first time? Mm -hmm. You don't know what the hell they're doing. They're banging a gavel. They're talking about this, moving a motion, second this, yay, nay, executive order, Robert's rules of order, what, 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 what? I thought I was just in kindergarten. Where's my snack? <laughs> <laughs> when, when is recess? And and I think I need a nap. We got to take a, a quick break. Go ahead and finish your thought. So just to let you know, naps are now <coughs> head to toe. Children, your head will be next to a child's feet in a line and three feet apart. Nap time is even altered and changed. Unbelievable. So we got to take a quick break. Thank you for listening to Off the Cuff ABQ. Don't forget to go to our website, offthecuffabq.com. Here at Off the Cuff, we take feedback seriously. If you would like to leave some feedback, go to offthecuffabq.com. Click on comment. If you would like a shout out, we give shout outs. Click on shout outs. If you'd like to be a guest, if you think you're good enough for AM, FM radio, sign up to be a guest. If you'd like to advertise with Off the Cuff ABQ, you can click there for more information. Advertising works. Don't forget our Freestyle Friday. We actually give free advertising away. This is the kind of local show that we are. Stay there, don't go anywhere, and thank you for listening. Every time I turn around, I'm getting broken into, and the cops don't even come anymore. What do we pay taxes for? Then I found out that the city has more officers investigating other officers than they do investigating crime. How does that make us safer? If you want more officers focused on fighting crime, tell city leaders by texting hashtag crime matters more to 52886. That's 52886 because crime matters more. Mañana Mejor is committed to fighting for safer communities, a better judiciary and civil justice reform, and for good reason. Thanks to loopholes in New Mexico's flawed 2016 bail bond reform bill, even the most dangerous criminals appear to be eligible for pretrial release. While violent crime is skyrocketing and the murder count in New Mexico is at a record-breaking high, some activist judges continue to release criminals, many repeat offenders, back onto our streets. Mañana Mejor is committed to bringing safety back for the people of New Mexico through bail bond reform and a better judiciary. Learn more at mañanamejor.com. Find out what you can do to help take back our courts so they work for the safety of New Mexicans. Visit mañanamejor.com. 
You are the experiment when you take the experimental COVID-19 vaccines. Did you know that according to the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System run by the government that over 900 women have documented miscarriages linked to their COVID-19 shot? COVID-19 vaccines have not been approved for pregnant women or children. Read our reports and hear the facts from a COVID-19 task force whistleblower at abortionfreenm.com. If you want to help us end abortion in New Mexico, visit abortionfreenm.com today. That's abortionfreenm.com. Hi, this is Dinah Vargas, host of Off the Cuff Radio, reminding you to tune in Monday through Friday, right here on KDAZ 96.9 FM, 700 AM, 3 to 4. It's real talk. It's real New Mexico. It's real New Mexicans. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Off the Cuff ABQ. I'm Dinah Vargas. And I'm Tony D. And in studio with us, we have Leanna Derrick and Marcy May talking about mandates. And it's maybe not about the mask. It may not even be about COVID. It might be about government control, heavy-handedness, a government that does not represent its people. Hey, what happened to we the people? Exactly. I mean, I think, honestly, they're trying to get us with fear. Because first it was this COVID, you have to wear the mask, get vaccinated, and then you still get vaccinated, you still get COVID, and then there's the Delta variant. So I honestly think they're trying to do it with fear. And when it comes to the school, they're, they're not trying to inform the parents at all what they're doing. And we're going to hear it from our kids when it's too late and they're already implementing these things. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, right. I want I want to disenroll my child right now. Like, I seriously don't want to subject her to any type of testing because she has allergies and they're always going to be looking at her that way. And I don't want to subject her to learning the critical race theory because no matter what my what race my daughter is, I'm going to always teach her she can be whatever she wants to be. Because she's an American. Because she's an American. And lives in the greatest country in the world. Exactly, regardless of what they're trying to tell her because of her race. That is her privilege. Exactly. Amen. So one of the documents that we do have on our website is the notification to opt out. Uh, many parents don't know that they do not have to participate in all the classes. Um, if, if a child is homeschooled, they can participate in sports, they can participate in choir or band or whatever. Um, they are able to do that. Um, you are not required to let them teach your child health. Did you know that? I wasn't aware, no. Okay, so what I did was I wrote up a document um, that opts out of the comprehensive sexual education. It opts out of critical race theory along with all the other names that they call it. Um, I also have opting out of the mask mandate. Now, whether or not they're going to do that uh, or follow through, we have uh, one parent brought that to their, their principal. They said, well, we have to have a lawyer take a look at it. But at being a homeschool, you know, I did homeschool my child and then she went to public high school at El Dorado. Um, we ended up pulling her out of the health class because of the ridiculous information that they were indoctrinating with her. Um, and they hadn't even hit the sex ed part. So so we weren't even talking safe sex. We weren't even talking hygiene. We weren't even talking, no. um, you know, this, that, or, no. or whatever. They're it's not talking plumbing. Right. They're talking morality. And they're talking... Uh, I looked at the document that Ali Eniga um, had, and I can't even say it on, on the radio over here, what the information of 
what they're teaching our fifth graders is. It's that vile. So there has never been a better time than right now for parents to get involved because often as a parent of a student in school, we rely on them. We rely on this information because we have believed their words in saying we are here in the best interest of your child, its well-being, its safety, and its education, and it's not working. So you might feel intimidated going to a meeting or maybe logging on from a phone for a Zoom meeting or something like this because a lot of things are online because they don't want to be face-to-face with the opposition, with any sort of conflict or whatever. But take control of your own family and do it now. Right. There is actually um, a board meeting this afternoon at 3 p.m. over at 6400 Uptown Boulevard. That's the APS Twin Towers. They call it City Center. They have a bunch of different names so that people are like, what building am I going to? Um, but we have, um, we are asking people to come and stand with um, Aaron Morrison, who is standing in protest with his son at Bellhaven, and he's going to have some signs. And so we're asking if people can get out there. And then every other Wednesday is the full board meeting. Those are at 5 p.m., same location. 5 p.m., so maybe we should issue uh, reminders mm-hmm. on, on the days of those meetings. Yes. And start using your calendar. All smartphones come with a calendar. Hand the phone over to a millennial. (laughs) This is what I do with the little fingers. (laughs) And have them place those meetings in there so that you get a reminder so that you can be involved, so that your voice is heard. Or at least put on record, on notice, officially, on the record, for the record, for the record, on the record. They're supposed to serve you and the child. And, you know, it's not just limited to showing in person. You can write a letter to the board as boarded.edu. And, and that is how you can still get your opinion known, made known to the board. Uh, you know, for the first time, the last time we met on August 4th, uh, we had a full uh, calendar. We had 26 parents signed up to speak, and they actually were able to. They finally opened it up. We were able to talk to the board in person, and we had people in the overflow. And that is fantastic, but we need more people. We can't be the same one showing up each and every time. We need to have it overflowing. And the inbox stuffed with parents saying, I don't want this. Find another way. This is not going to work. I protest these actions for my child. And if they're wondering, what can I say? Just pull up this document from our website, the toolkit uh, for reentry. If you take one page of that, you will have enough to talk for hours. Now, they always say that we'll give you two minutes. Usually ends up being one minute. They might cut it down to 30 seconds. But their faith, their, their board member seeing your face in front of them and the amount of concern that you have for your child's safety. A, a, a school should not be a concern for a child's safety. But at this point, it is. Ask questions is my suggestion to every parent and caregiver for a child. Don't be afraid to ask questions. If you are persistent, they have to provide you an answer. Don't walk away expecting that a half answer is good enough. Find out what surveillance testing is. Ask how many times 
uh, what it looks like, how it's going to happen, what happens if your child takes off their mask. I mean, the simplest questions are relevant today because we are in new territory. We don't know. And, and they we can't don't know. Give, they don't know, and we can't give away our power. Uh, our, on Friday, we had an Education New Mexico conference at Legacy. It was a three-hour conference, just an extended conversation what we're talking about here. And we, we want to be in invited at to <laughs> back. We want to be asked again to do this conference around New Mexico because this is here to stay, but we are already setting up you know, solutions and ideas of ways for families to come and get involved. Right. And one thing to remember, parents, you're the parent, not the school. When you sign your child up, you are relinquishing many of your rights. And that needs to change. I have a friend who said, I have a problem that when I drop off my child, become the school's problem, and as soon as they come home, they're my problem. And I can tell you from meeting with some of these school officials, they have the arrogance saying, I know how to take care of these kids. The parents don't know what they're doing. That really is the inside attitude. Um, would you would you have a babysitter take care of your kid like that? You'd be like, mm, no. And so I don't, I hate to be like, you know, Sally Raincloud, but these guys are not going to change. That's it at the end of the day. So there was a German study. There was uh, 2,500 school children found that 68% of them had negative impacts from wearing the mask. A recent analysis by the University of Florida lab, which tested face masks worn by school children, identified 11 pathogens on the coverings, including bacteria that causes pneumonia and meningitis, among several others. School districts around the world and in the US and the United States of America, such, uh, such as Texas, South Dakota and Idaho have demonstrated that mask mandates are not required for safe operation of schools or athletics. Nationally, children have a 99.997% survival rate from the COVID-19. Thanks for riding with me, Tony, appreciate you. So we're coming to an end again, New Mexico. So until tomorrow, thanks for riding with me. I'm your host, Dinah Vargas. Thank you to my co-host, our guest. Thank you to Off the Cup Production, the Comadres, along with our advertisers and sponsor. And as always, real talk for real people by real New Mexicans. And above all, thank you, Lord, for making all this possible. To you, all the praise, honor, and glory. We'll see you tomorrow, New Mexico. 